Hello, everyone, and welcome to a bonus episode of the Concerto Criticism Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, and I'm joined by a special guest. Um, you know, maybe his first time ever on the show. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm Jeremy Mason. What's up, dude? Nothing much. Just hanging out. Just got done working. Ate a little salad, and I'm here to do a little special bonus episode. That I only have a general idea of what we're going to talk about. I don't really know the details. So yeah. So uh, I don't know. Was it yesterday or the day before? I was like, hey, do you want to do a bonus episode to talk about DreamHack? Um, and you just hopped on and said, yeah, well, yeah, let's do it. So I am excited because one, I don't get to. Uh, interview people very often anymore uh and it's it is something that i really enjoy is like promoting awesome people in the game it just so happens that this time the awesome person is my co-host lucky (laughs) so i want to i want to take a step back obviously you won dream hack but i want to i want to talk about a few things um i think usually in these in a lot of these types of conversations what typically comes up is the deck like the the deck the person played how they got to the deck all that i have zero interest in that i know that if you listen to our show then you know why mason picked this deck he's been playing it he's been championing it we've talked about the deck a lot on the show um you and i are actually going to do a video of you teaching me how to play the deck on this youtube channel so there's really not a reason for us to cover the deck i actually want to cover something different mason i want to cover kind of the journey to this and I don't know what, how you felt about this. And I, I'd like sure. to kind of start be- with the first time you qualified for the pro tour and how disappointing it was. <laughs> can, you, can you talk yes. about that? Yeah, totally. Uh, so I qualified for my first pro tour. Um, gosh, it was like two weeks before lockdown or maybe a week and a half before lockdown Actually, you know what? It was definitely two weeks because there was SCG regions the weekend after, and then a lockdown happened. So it was two weeks before the the country went on lockdown, and um, that meant that my pro tour that I had like spent all this time working for and when to get to and the whole experience, and I had actually already been invited to a team house and I had things lined up where I was going to be working with MPL players, and I had a whole it was going to be a whole thing. I was going to take the week off work. It was going to be great. I was going to get to live the dream at least once. And then, uh, fun fact, Spencer, you're actually at the spot right now where I played my pro tour. It's so exciting. Every day I get to come home to it. Uh, But no, I I got to play it from here uh, on Arena. And, um, you know, it wasn't exactly what I wanted. Luckily, I did have some good games. Like, I had a really good game against the Seif where he beat me that I remember. um, And I had some other various ones against you know people who are really strong players um and those were good but unfortunately also my the format i was playing in was really bad it was the uh band reclamation format oh sorry the team reclamation format uh for people playing around then and so it wasn't even like it just it wasn't it wasn't a normal pro tour uh experience and maybe normal is a bad word but the one that i was sort of you know sold or seen other people get to live and experience and uh, that that was frustrating. It was really, and I have nothing to show for it either. I mean, I got, I mean, I got money, but like I, I, and I had like a good finish too at the pro tour. I ended up positive, or whatever, and I think I came out with five hundred or a thousand dollars, something like that. But uh, all I have is an arena sleeve to show for it. 
That's all I have, which I gotta, is very frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I behind me, I just just for context, like by me, I've got that the for the the play map from the Pro Tour. I actually have my badge somewhere from the Pro Tour. I mean, it, it really you're not the only one that ha- talks about this like robbed experience. And I actually want to rewind to something that you said, not because you said it, but actually the way you said it. You had a tone in your voice when you said arena. And I want to know yeah. how much the the fact that you didn't get to play paper magic, specifically paper magic hurt. Um I mean, it's like like a lot. Not only did it hurt, I think my results, it, it also hurt my enjoyment and my memory of it in a lot of ways. Um like I'm trying to think of a, a nice way to say it. But uh digital magic is great and arena is great and uh you know despite all its flaws and magic online is great despite all its flaws for a lot of reasons and thanks to it a lot of people who would not get to play magic get to play magic and i've made a lot of friends you've made a lot of friends and we have met a whole bunch of great people thanks to those programs like ashley is one of my best friends she's from norway how am i ever going to meet her if we don't have arena because she was intimidated by playing magic in person at first and now can't wait to play magic in person and she's one of my best friends so like Arena and online magic has done a lot of great things. That being said, it is not my desire way to play. I want to play against the best. I want to have that like table demeanor. Like, um, it what like it was not nothing that like the person I had to beat at DreamHack was Solmaka, who is like if you don't know the person who uh, like came up with the idea for the deck called the Rock, um, which people you know still use to this day and is considered you know one of the better players of uh that sort of era and considered still a great limited player and so getting to play someone like that that is why i travel to play all these tournaments like i got to play against um both a maz and aspiring spike in a side event uh at dreamhack the day before and it was great to get to play against people who are just pro caliber and that's why i want to have those plays and those experiences uh with people and it's why I would travel all those GPs before was to get to play against people like Marcio Cavallo and things like that. So I got robbed of it with arena, you know, and even though I did play Nassif and I had a great game against Nassif, I always wonder like what would have been like to get to play with Nassif in person and talk to him about it and not talk to him via Twitch chat about it the next day. You know, it's, it's a, it's a different experience. What's funny is, you know, I bring that up and then you light up talking about DreamHack. And I don't think that that's mm-hmm. just because you won the event. I think that it is this legitimate feeling that you got to have and this experience that you'll get to remember fondly as like, you know, it, there's, there's, it's an atmosphere thing, right? The atmosphere can't be the same for a pro tour in front of the computer that you're sitting at right now. Like, it's just not the same thing. Um, and I, I'm curious, you asked... I, I don't know if I'm a little peek behind the curtains. I don't know if you're gonna be upset with me for asking this, for sure. talking about this. But like, you 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 asked Abe and I like, did I win a GP? Like, do you, would you say that I won a GP? And I I, I honestly like, I here's the thing, man. Not a lot of human beings have won 250 person magic tournaments. There's just not that many 250 person magic tournaments. Um. Additionally, I would say not a lot of people have won a 10K. There's just not that many 10Ks. Um, but also, you might legitimately be the first person to qualify for the regional championship in the United States through something other than... Go ahead. So te- 
So I was gonna say I actually need to answer that question. So the people who did like X five for better at the last pro tour all qualified. But when it comes to open qualifiers, Sol and I looked. We are the first people in North America. Uh, and if you want to go by hand hangout invites, I would be number one and Sol would be number two. So we because yeah. we looked into this because we both thought it was really cool that we were the first two people. I actually I joined a Twitch chat uh, earlier and Sol was talking about it. He didn't know I was there, so I can tell how excited he is for it too, which is so super dope. That's, uh, and that's Sol's awesome. a super great person, by the way. We all haven't met him before. He's super nice. So, so mm-hmm. I, I want to flip the question to you um, in a different way. Regardless of whether you want a GP or whatever, what what did this what does this mean to you? Uh, it, I mean, it means uh, a lot of different things, um, and it's also kind of like, uh, I guess the best way to describe it is like a badge in Pokemon in a lot of ways, right? Where it's like, um, and I'll just kind of speak candidly um, for the sake of doing this here, and as you know people feel like that came off too harsh or too aggressive than whatever or arrogant or anything like that then so be it but i consider myself uh, a strong magic player i think there are a lot of people on the planet earth who are better magic players than me you know um but i do think that like i would be knocking on gold if that system was there i don't think i would be a gold player, but i think i would be in contention for that if i could play that sort of circuit and um i felt that way for a couple months now uh, especially in the format of modern, where I, I feel like I that is my strongest format right now, uh, in part because decks that I'm playing, but um, just in general. And so this feels very validating. Where it's like, you know, uh, I don't track my win rate super much actually. Like I, that's not something I super pay attention to. But I was talking to Andrew um, in the airport, and it got me thinking. So I thought about it in the plane, and I can't remember the exact number now. But like my in-person money pile results for things of like grand prix i played a uh, 4k in louisville this 10k and everything i'm like 41 and 4 with draws and draws are like you know to make it into the top eight of this thing that includes elimination rounds like i am not losing very much in modern and this is over the period of november of this year and we are in june sorry november of last year to june now so that's like a what seven month period roughly and um i don't know i feel like i'm hitting a stride so it feels good to win that sort of thing and it also just feels good to like uh show up because I, i've played other card games and been other games and been good at them but i actually never uh won the trophy and took it all down um i always lost in the finals of like the really big stuff like this um in fact my uh, card fight vanguard was the game i was very good at and the last tournament i played of that was nationals and i went undefeated through the entire tournament and lost in the finals um and it was like 12 rounds into it was actually top 16 of that game and so it's you know about as many rounds as a gp in a top eight um and that that was crushing and i have you can't see it i have a green screen behind me but i have the second place trophy there where it's like dang it like uh i couldn't close out and so it felt really good to close um and it felt really good to have that stage, have that moment, and to also put my money where my mouth is in a lot of ways. You know, like I, I don't go around talking about that sort of stuff I was thinking about, but it is like I derive a lot of my self worth intrinsically. And it's like, okay, like how true are these things, or whatever? And it's like, I believe them to be pretty true, but it is nice to be like, okay, I had this little badge. So right now, 
you know, it's easier to kind of move forward to that sort of thing and to continue pressing forward with it because it's very validating. It's like you are on the right path. You should keep going with that sort of thing. Um, where I feel like a lot of people might feel like you've done it. I feel like uh, I am doing it, if that makes sense. Uh, improving no, I, and when to get better I, and better at magic, which is I think part of my goal. I think it's true. And I also think that, like, if we look at, I don't know, just, like, the career of most magic players, you know, everybody has something different. But, like, you know, I, I, think, I think that personally, um, as somebody who has been a part of almost your entire competitive magic career. Um, I don't know. I think that you have shown steady improvement. You would, you do things the right way. And I, there's nothing wrong with being validated by a result. Um, you know, on the podcast, you, you know, we talk about don't let your results dictate a lot of things, but that doesn't mean that you don't get to celebrate when things do happen right and i i think that for what it's worth uh i also think that you would be a gold pro um so yeah i i i don't know man i i i think that nobody can ever take away the fact that you are dreamhack dallas champion it's just just factual did you know i've won the most dream hacks of any magic player i i did know that yes <laughs> why well, a little no i don't know i just thought i would share it uh, <laughs> so what what you you started out 60 so mm -hmm. you know what's happening from here right yeah so um do you want me to just kind of talk about that that whole up to the 60 part or no i i think that you know that you'll you have other podcasts that'll that'll talk to you about sure. the individual tournament i want to know that feeling. sure i want to know first of all I tweeted two weeks ago that I think we need more magic pop-offs and then you're screaming mm -hmm. in the camera during your, at the end of your matches. And it's like, yes, <laughs> Mason yeah. is my, Mason is my dude. We need more magic pop-offs. Um, I, I'm a big believer. I was really happy when Jesse popped off on her, her team one. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm a, I think that magic needs it. I think that we've gotten, we take ourselves a little too seriously right now. And I, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, it is funny. Um, can I, I told the story on the main podcast. Yeah, someone just listens okay. to this. Yeah, so uh, I had a win in against uh, a very nice guy named Noah. Um, and uh, Noah listens to the show. So if you listen to this, GG's Noah. They were fun. But I, uh, I tap his grazer after he packed. So that's because we were joking about becoming friends. And he cast a pact into my chalice because he just legitimately forgot. And I joked that, you know, that's how I know we're becoming friends because friends check each other on chalices. Right, there's a lot on the line. This was the round six. The winner of this is guaranteed. Oh, we are almost guaranteed top eight. Uh, it turned out that one of the undefeateds had to play that next round, but it looked to be that you know, if the weird thing with the draw person didn't won, it looked like you were for sure top eight. And honestly, you probably could have won loss and still made top eight of the event. So, um, or yeah, yeah, or one and then drawn and then blah blah blah. So, you, you were probably good to go. Um, and like that sort of thing is like something I don't think a lot of players would do. And like Oz and I, you, you don't get to see it on the coverage in the feature back, but like you see us like smacking four on the table or three on the table because we were both joking we're going to mold a three after we mulligan like 
medium sevens where we thought we could do better. And then we went to six and we had no lands. And we're like, we're going to three. This is just how things go. You know, and I think like enjoying magic and that sort of thing needs to happen more. So yeah, I agree with that in the pop-off. And like, also it's not like the people like, do you not actually care or whatever? And it's cool if your way of expressing yourself is different than mine, but you know, it's like cool to be excited. It's cool to pop off. You know, if they had a camera on the side of the stage, you would have saw me jump up. So yeah, you know. I, I, I love it, dude. I love it. Uh, so yeah. tell me, tell me the moment though. Like you're six. you know what just happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you, what do you, yeah, I, then? so I'll say this. Uh, I, I was anxious because I had saw that the one person was going to have to play. And I have been that one person a lot of times. So as soon as I was paired against the other 18, when I knew I was locked, we'll, we'll skip ahead there. And I was like, a sense of relief and a sense of like, I'm going to win this tournament. Because I went and looked at all the top tables, and there just wasn't a deck outside of the person who I shook hands with where I was like afraid, like like really afraid. Like the mill person I was really worried about. Um, and I think that like I'm not favored versus them. But... It's also a thing where it's like, you know, magic has variants. The mill person was the other undefeated, so they're going to be on this side of the bracket of me. So I should be pretty good. I won't have to play them at least until top four. Uh, and luckily, I think very lowly of the mill deck and all the other decks I'm seeing around it are a pretty good matchup. And they might even win this match that I saw them play. Um, so I was feeling really, really good. And it really came down to like, um, kind of like eating my vegetables in a lot of way, and just, like, I'm going to play, like, when I found out I was playing Yawgmoth in top eight, um, sorry, so I found out I was playing Yawgmoth in top eight. Fast forward to when I've won the semifinals, and I'm waiting on Soul versus the other Jun player, Christoph, or Christopher, sorry, to play the head judge actually came over while they were shuffling and said, did you test a bunch for your top eight match? And I was like, oh, no, it's Yawgmoth. I, like, am, I'm a very good Yawg player, and I know that deck, and I know the matchup from both sides. I didn't need to test. I know what's going to happen. And that, that's true. Like, we went back to the hotel room. Uh, I took a shower. We went and got food. I came back, and I, like, looked over a sideboard. I'm like, yep, stock sideboard. I know exactly what he's going to do. Move on. And uh, it kind of played out that way. In fact, uh, my friend Andrew was one, one, oh, sorry, was sitting next to me when I won. And uh, I was, like, very upset at myself for losing game one. I was like, I probably should have won game one. That probably should not have been as close as it was. And uh, I just didn't eat my vegetables in game one and mulligan enough, I think. And so, you know, I kind of almost risked it there. And uh, yeah, I, I just felt like I was going to win the tournament, especially when I saw, du- when I saw double jund, uh on the other side of the bracket, it, re- it and I sit down coverage uh, when I was interviewed, I was like, I'm playing the finals right now. I will beat the Jun players if I win. And, uh, you know, I've joked before I would play any Jun player in the world versus my deck uh, uh, for color control for, uh, Dollar bills. Not that I ever would play magic for dollar bills outside of a tournament. Uh, and you know, Solmaka is one of the best of those, and I stand by it, especially after winning. So, <laughs> Dude, I, I love it. Uh, yeah. Talk talk to me about. So obviously, you you knew that you were going to win the event, or you very much suspected that you were going to win the event at, at the finals. You've now won the event. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you you do your pop off that that uh, you do your interview. Cedric yells at you. Um, so, uh, so fun. So fun fact. Uh, can I say this real quick? Yeah, go for it. After I had drawn into, I I drew with uh, Oz was the BTL player who I drew with in round seven, and who I played in top four on camera. And uh, Oz and I are looking at the matches, and I just told y'all how I'm looking at these, and I'm feeling like all of these matchups are really good for me. Uh, I'm gonna like, I think I'm gonna win this tournament. 
uh, Cedric came up. I, I kind of know Cedric slightly. We first met at actually GP Vegas where I played this deck, and I beat him while we were both live for top eight. And he goes, uh, how's your tournament going? And I go, oh, I just, I've drawn to top eight. And he goes, good. If you don't win this tournament, you can't show your face anywhere. You're the best player here, you know? And I was like, thanks, Cedric, <laughs> you know? And then he uh, he just walked off, just very Cedric-y things to do. <laughs> and so uh, when I yelled at Cedric at the end, I was like, talk to me. And he's like, you don't talk to me. <laughs> so so, yeah. so it's, it's after the event now. Um, mm-hmm. but I want to, I want to know about the flight home. Like I, I know what happened. Like mm-hmm. we were texting afterwards, like, you know, you go to a mm-hmm. museum or whatever. I, well, but... I can tell you what I, I went to the bathroom and I yelled F word. Yes. In the bathroom. It turns out I was the only one in there, luckily, but, uh, that That's is what happened. I mean, you're, like, you're, yeah. <laughs> the computer said it on camera. So I think it's, you know, fine. If you say well, it <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I want to know about like, after you're alone. Like, really alone. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have plans through the rest of the... Like, you're just going home to record a podcast with your homies. Where Where's your head at? Um, well, to, to be honest, my head at a lot of places is like, okay, what, like, what are we going to talk about with this um, on the show and stuff like that? And how can I, like, help the listeners? Like, can I actually get value from this experience and somehow translate it on to them in a meaningful and impactful way. Um, And that was on my mind a lot. And the other thing was just like, I'm glad I did this. It's awesome. It's cool. I got some good stories from it. Um, You know, I got to play some good magic and I won a tournament, which is so cool. And it's like, awesome. All right. I got to start thinking about the 4k coming up this Saturday for modern and do I want to change anything? Because I, I don't want to stop. Uh, I, you don't want to sit on your rest of your laurels. Just what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I've played games and been very, very good at them. And I am past the point with those games. I look back on them fondly. And a lot of that comes from me not being satisfied and me continuing to want to improve, continuing to push myself and continuing to do better. And I really want to cement myself as like, Oh God, I have to play Mason. And it's funny, Oz, uh, who I drew with, mentioned how he was very lucky. He felt very lucky that we got to play because at first he misread the pairings and thought he had to play me. He thought he got paired down. He was like, I don't want to have to play against Mason Clark. I know that name. And that's something that I want to be like, Mason's like super nice or whatever. You know, he's going to always talk to you, but like, you really don't want him to be your round four opponent or whatever, you know? And uh, I can only do that by continuously crushing and talking and showing that, like, hey, you know, I have, like, this knowledge and this experience of the game. And I also, I've got a 40 and one record. I thought about that on the plane. You know, i got to keep that up. It's a 4K. So I, I just go on to the next one. And so, uh, you know, that that's what's going on with my head. And maybe it'll sink in more. Um, but ultimately, it was like, yeah, um, you know, I won a big tournament. That's dope. Uh, time to move on and keep, you know, practicing, keep getting ready and do stuff and figure out how this can help the listeners. So, uh, I have two thoughts. One, my first thought of would have been, I can't believe they didn't give me a damn trophy. My second thought, would have <laughs> been, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I want to, I want to go hug my wife. Uh, I, I, I'm curious. Um, 
a little behind the scenes that you you were kind of feeling down on DreamHack Dallas. Um, mm-hmm. And even, you know, I felt bad uh, about not going because, like, I I was like, you know, I probably could have swung this. I, I probably could have gone. And I actually called mm-hmm. you. I was it Thursday or Friday. I was like, Friday. I was like, man, yeah. I'm so like, I should have come. And like, and uh, you didn't. I, I I find it really endearing that you didn't let it affect your tournament. That you were down. Why do you, Why do you think that is? Um. Well, I think it's the same thing I say on the main show a bunch, which is that like, you know, if you make a mistake in a match of magic you have 55 minutes or whatever, how much ever time's left in the round to win that match of magic. And you have the rest of your life to hate yourself for, you know, like making that mistake, you know, the rest of your life to dwell on it. But now it's not the time. And a bunch of things went really poorly. Some on dream hack, some on me, some on just random life events that are out of everyone's control. But once I've got to the event and once I'm there and I'm competing, all that matters is doing the best I can at this tournament because every tournament could be the one you win. And it also be the moment that you level up where you could meet a new friend or have that moment where someone sparks something. And so all I can do is play the best I can and focus on it, you know? And so, you know, that's, uh, that's what they came down to the same mentality. Uh, man, this was, this went really well, uh, in my opinion for like you not having no idea what I was going to talk to you about. Um, I want to give it just a second or two for chat to start posting questions. Um, I know that we had a, a couple people in there. Um, but I also just want to say, you know, in front of everybody, like, uh, I'm really proud of you, man. Like, thank you. I, I, I don't know. I, I, just think that you are such a stellar guy and you really you really deserve this type of it's funny because like people hate when people say that in magic but i actually mean it like i think you deserve the success and um you know you you try really hard and you care deeply and uh i really like seeing that type of stuff getting rewarded so i just want to say congrats thank you thank you so much it means a lot i uh i do I do care, so it's nice to get a dub. <laughs> Can I ask you one more question? Actually, yeah. What did you ask me as many as you want? Um. So my dad watched it on Twitch with my brothers, um, and he texted me congratulations or something along those lines or something like that. My uh, my dad's really big into tennis, and like, um, it's funny. I joke like, uh. I tell people like how I am with magic. My dad is with tennis. Like he reviews tennis shoes in his free time and he's on like a tennis form. And I, I won't say his username uh, because my dad's also like a, a doctor and like a psychiatrist and stuff. But I, I told it once to a friend of ours, JL actually Spencer and JL knew my dad. She was like, that dude's on there all. He's so, and like, it was so funny to see like the other side of it. And my dad got to see that. And he, uh, he he seemed to enjoy it, and I unfortunately didn't get a chance to talk to him since then about it. Uh, and I sent it to my mom, and uh, she tried to watch Twitch, but unfortunately, Cedric and uh, Spikes 
endeavors took too long and then her like phone messed up and so she actually uh she wants me to pull up the vod so i probably have to do that here in a, a little while as i have to show her how to pull up a twitch vod so she can watch it but uh she was excited and she wanted to hear all about it you know and that sort of stuff so it's cool i'm ex- interested to see what my brothers will say i haven't heard it from the horse's mouth yet they're uh, 11 and 12 for listeners who don't know so but they, they already think it's really cool that you know their brother gets paid to play games or whatever. So <laughs> and all their friends think it's really cool. So, well, man, I, first of all, thank, thanks for jumping on with me. Uh, it looks like, uh, it looks like we don't have any questions from chat today. I want to thank the people who joined though, to watch um, those who are in there right now. Um, is there anything, anyone will you want to shout out before we go? A shout out besides the stuff I've already done. Let's see, did I miss? Did I regret anything that I'm shouting out from the VOD? Uh, I want to shout out Honorog. That that's actually, I think, the best one who didn't get a shout on the mainstream. But none of this from this last weekend would have. I mean, maybe it would have happened, but not nearly as well. He was doing it all, and um, that goes from his own backpack coverage, which is way better than the first things we saw in Vegas. Um, it is like a whole booth cameras and there's two things and he's alive and he's paying commentators so he's putting money in the community out of all his pocket and the small amount his patreon generates and without him we would not have had that coverage um for the finals we, uh at least if we did it would not have been as nearly as good as it was and we would not have had the round coverage where you can actually go on his twitch channel and see me play from round uh i think it's four five and six yeah it's four five and six you can see me play and so um you know, all that sort of stuff is uh, super big and important. And so uh, I think, you know, if you love Paper Magic, support Honorog. Um, it's something that I've done, and I uh, and highly encourage others with the physical means to do so. And uh, shout out to all my friends along the way and the people I've met who have helped me uh, get better at Magic. It's really more like a tapestry than it is like a single thread. And every person has their own mark, and I learn and adapt and take the best things from people. And uh, without everyone from, you know, you to Trey to, like, my experiences with PV to, you know, Dude, Abe to Trey's everyone in between. Now? This is, like, news to me. <laughs> I, I Honestly, Trey jump-started me in Magic in a lot of ways. If Trey if, – I, I don't know why Trey did all those leagues with me late at night. I'm probably just so funny and handsome. But, you know, without him jump-starting a lot of things and teaching me patience – uh well really enforcing patience i should say um and magic i don't know where i would be at least not playing money pile so that's uh that's That's, it that's awesome man uh Mm -hmm. mikey i'll give you a shout out shout out to you buddy thanks for thanks for jumping in the chat um but thank you mason and uh we'll see everybody next week with a new episode of constructed criticism